Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Wolk. You can find me at my Substack account, claudinewolk.substack.com. We're talking all about publishing and book marketing. If you have decided that you want to write a book and you're trying to figure out how to publish it, or maybe you've already written a book and you're trying to figure out how to market it, this is the podcast slash Substack for you. Our goal is to give you great tips, by example in some cases, to help you get your book seen and sold. So join us through the newsletter or the podcast today and get your book seen and sold. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star rating. But I want to go back and ask you just a a few quick hit questions, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Um, The first, you mentioned about how hard it is to get book reviews. Are you speaking of industry book reviews? The Kirkus and the book yeah. page and the front page. No, what are you talking about? Or are you talking about well, those? Like- those are those are hard. Yeah. Um, actually, the Substack that I wrote today. Yes, today I saw is that. About book yes, publicity. It sure is. Um, the the industry trades are difficult. Um, they're inundated with with books. Um, you know, you have to remember that for every book. I pitch, there are like 300 others that pitches again every day. Um, and sometimes we can leverage our longstanding relationships um, to kind of nudge them on titles. But honestly, you know, it's very difficult. And what I wrote today was, you know, authors shouldn't fret if they don't get a trade review because they do serve a purpose, but they're industry facing, they're not consumer facing. So I understand, you know, authors need validation. Trade reviews, a good trade review validates you. I get that. I'm a person who needs validation. I understand. (laughs) Me (laughs) too. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So, you know, that I get it. But it's also not the end of the world if it doesn't happen. You know, nothing terrible will happen if PW doesn't review your book. Um, I just really want to hit that home because I know a lot of authors stress about this, but don't stress about it. Right. It's fine. But you um, feel you feel like it's a worthwhile endeavor to submit the book. I think every you know, I think everybody, you know, should have a shot at it. I um agree. and you know, it's something that I do for clients if they need me to. Often publishers take care of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, especially somewhere like Kirkus, because they are very picky about what they like. So if you get a starred review from Kirkus, that that definitely means something. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, there are book review sections. So consumer facing, so New York Times book review, Washington Post, LA Times, um, you know, USA Today still covers books. The thing with those is that they are also inundated and very limited space. Um, Compared to, you know, say 20 something years ago when I would work on literary fiction and I would get, you know, tons of reviews for for those authors and, you know, even coverage in print magazines, there are hardly any print magazines left to do that with. As far as book review coverage is concerned, those those sections are extremely particular and what happens is and what I've seen and what is uh unfortunate i think in this industry is that someone like and and this is a not not a knock towards the author someone like sally rooney um will be reviewed everywhere 
like every single book review will do her around the same time. And my thing is like, does everybody have to review her? You know, and, and a lot of that also comes from the publisher, you know, creating these marketing events for someone like her, where there's a bucket hat, there's a tote bag, there's this, there's that. It's so they make it so big that reviewers can't ignore it. And that's, to me, that's an unfair practice. It's, it's not equitable in publishing. And, you know, again, not to begrudge the author of anything because that's not her decision. It's, it's the publisher who's putting money behind all that. But my feeling is you can't, you know, you can't do that, all of that for one author and not have your other authors feel bad. So I'm more about being equitable in publishing and coverage and, you know, the big publishers, especially do these insanely, you know, big marketing campaigns, um, you know, up to six months in advance of a book coming out and, you know, send these elaborate advanced reader copies in a, and, you know, with, with merch or something to reviewers and, you know, also, um, you know, make a big deal out of the acquisition of the book and every, so everything leading up to the book's publication is very big. It's too big to ignore. And I don't care what anybody says that definitely has an effect on reviewers, whether or not they cover it. Whereas, you know, and, and, you know, critics are great in that they will look at indie press books and, you know, pay attention to them. But the fact of the matter is that if, you know, the New York Times is reviewing a book and then the LA Times reviews it, then you're going to see it in the Washington Post. Then you're going to see it here. Then you're going to see it here. So they don't want to be, they also don't want to look like they're not paying attention to a book that's getting all these reviews. And again, you know, it's not fair. Um, It's also very uh, limited. Um, I, you know, and it's hard to say, even with Sally Rooney, like, did all those book reviews help sell her book? I don't know. You know, I think it was critical mass of attention. Um, I'm of the mindset that one or two book reviews does not move the needle. Uh, I've had many, many books reviewed in the New York Times. And if that's, you know, one of maybe two or three reviews that come in, you're not going to see a big sales pop from that. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit about it's a little bit about sales. It's a lot about cachet. It's a lot about, you know, feeling validated. And as an author, I think you have to look at the two sides of the road. One side is publicity, one side is sales. They have to align with each other. Mm-hmm. You the author have to decide, you know, what percentage of this publicity is you know, for exposure, do do I want? And, you know, what am I willing to invest to do things that'll translate into sales? Because publicity and sales don't often line up. And there are certain things that just don't work. Um, and, you know, authors hone in on, on, you know, reviews or, you know, I mean, I was working, you know, for one publisher and, and so many of the authors were just so focused on getting a New York times review. And I'm just like, why are you so focused on this? Like, this is not the, the end all, this is not the thing that's going to sell the book, 
So I would just say, get out of the mindset that reviews are it because they're not. They are a part of a bigger picture. You make it so clear in your latest article on your Substack, uh, Publishing Confidential. I read it this morning, that particular, and it's so helpful to authors. And one of the other questions I wanted to ask you, well, first of all, I know a lot of authors are listening and they're saying, oh my gosh, I want to hire Kathleen. How do I do that? <laughs> and one of the things that you do that I'm going to steal, if you don't mind, on each of your Substack posts is that you include your your email right there. And would you yeah. say that was the best uh, first step in yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's let's give the audience your email. Okay. It's um publishingconfidential at gmail.com. So if someone and is from interested, there, yeah. I, I check it all the time. And you know, if we schedule something, then I'll move it over to my business address. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. That's awesome. Okay. So the other piece of it is um uh now I totally fo- I, I agree that it things need to be self um, sales focused when you're talking about book promotion. I am a big proponent of that. I absolutely agree with you. And I'm wondering if there's maybe a success story that you can share, somebody that you've worked with as an an author that really did well with it. And also, could you speak to the timing? What what's the what's the um, perfect time to hire you? Would you say? And how what kind of publishing timeline do you suggest an author have? Well, right now I am talking to people about January 2024 books and beyond. Um, I can't take on another fall project. And I and at this point I wouldn't um, because we're almost in September. Um, whatever book was coming out in the fall needed to be worked on like four months ago. So, um, you know, some publicists will take stuff on on short notice. That's just not my not my jam. So I don't do it. Um, And then I, you know, a success story, something, you know, one book that I bring up to people a lot, but is uh, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Yeah. yeah. Um, I worked on that book at Running Press. Wow. um, When I was VP of marketing and publicity there. I'm bowing. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So it was impossible to get her publicity. Um, you really? know, people were kind of like, mm, yeah. What we did um, was very grassroots. I mean, it, you know, we um, ran a contest with independent bookstores and whoever sold the most copies of the book in a week would get a cake. They'd get a T-shirt that says you are a badass bookseller. Um, and, and, you know, the tattered cover in Denver, I have to credit them for really, you know, taking it to heart and kind of spread the word. And it was really great. I mean, people were very into it. Um, so that's one, one part of it that really helped get it on the bestseller list. And then the other part of it was just, you know, we negotiated, I negotiated a marketing partnership for her with this company called Beachbody. Um, and what they do is, you know, it's, it's like, a um, direct to consumer fitness. Um, and she talked to all the, all of their coaches. She gave like a big talk to them and there were a ton of them. Um, and things really springboarded from there and it it was on the bestseller list for gosh, over a hundred weeks, easy. Um, and that's a case where running press who published the book paid 25,000 or less 
and it's it has sold a tremendous amount of copies but the author also left the publisher to go to viking to publish her next book because they paid you know seven figures for it oh i thought i thought your first publisher had the right of first refusal on we did we did and and we were kind of like yeah, we it can't, was right. it was a tough we one. Well, yeah. that and and you know, um, it was a book about finance. It was a book about money, and my the publisher and I at the time were kind of like, I, I just yeah, I don't know, brand. it's not the same, yep. you know. And and so they offered not seven figures, right. and that was it. Yeah. Um. Then you know she went to Viking. So it that is a story of someone who did not have traditional publicity that, you know, everything was kind of on the ground and looking for, for some kind of different opportunity for her um, and to platform her more because she was just starting out. You know, she was just, you know, putting her coaching together and, and stuff like that. So there are instances like that where you have to look at, and specifically with nonfiction, where you have to look at a book and say, okay, traditional publicity is probably not going to happen for this. What else can we do? You yes. know, where else can we go? What kind of things can we negotiate? Is there a brand partnership here that we can get somewhere? Is it speaking at, you know, different organizations? Is it, you know, anything to kind of like put the author front facing? in front of people who will buy the book. And I think that's really important because as we go along in this industry, connecting directly with the, the consumer is super critical. Yep. I think it's more, no, I'm sorry. It's the media. The medium is usually the problem with publicity. So by that, I mean, you know, something I talked about in today's newsletter were, was blog tours and I don't, you know, not not to diss blog tours or, or, you know, book bloggers, but they don't sell books. And it's not because of anything anyone does. It's the medium, the, the median, the medium of like regular book blogs really don't sell books. And maybe 20 years ago, that was a different story. But now it's kind of, you know, just something else to put on a list that you're doing for an author. And so psychologically, authors will look at a long list of things happening for their book and be like, this is great. So much is happening. I say, look at that with a fine tooth comb, though, and think about not that your book is appearing, you know, online on a blog, but what sales are coming from that? Because what happens again is that if this is something they're doing and they want to get another book deal after it, their sales track isn't going to improve. It's it's actually worse if you have all this stuff happening and the book didn't sell because the next publisher who looks at your book will be like, wow, all this stuff happened, but it didn't sell any copies. What's wrong? Right. You know, and I don't think authors, I don't think a lot of authors think of it in that way, but that that's why I wrote that because you don't want to be in a position where, you know, your agent is touting how much a publisher did for you hmm. in marketing or, you know, publicity when it wasn't effective 
it, the things that they did weren't effective because they never were effective in the first place. Yes. So, you know, I think people just have to really proceed with caution yeah. on that. Yeah. And it's part of, I always like to say that the book marketing promotion is a whole different language from, you know, writing the book. And a lot of authors shy away from book publicity and book marketing. And as you mentioned earlier in the interview, it's something that publishers, you know, they might provide you with a, you know, 50 page booklet on what to do, but it's not much, it's really not much help. So um, I'm wondering if you have an opinion on and I'm guessing that you do. I don't know. I don't know what tells me that you probably have an opinion on this subject. But why do you think authors shy away from the book marketing aspect? And, and what can help them to bridge the gap? They hate it because they're writers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not what they do for a living. You know, it, does, it, it brings them no joy. I could 100% yeah. say so that. So is it like it right, right, no late, right brain, left brain thing? <laughs> like, I don't want to think about the business side of this. I just want to create... No. Yeah, they just want to create. Yeah. And, you know, I've had to tell more than one author in my lifetime, you must participate in this. Yes. You know, you must participate in the promotion of your book. Um, it's, you know, they just don't want to. First of all, they're scared of, of failing. They may not verbalize that, but I know they are. Um, they're scared of what might happen and they're, you know, they're scared enough of rejection, um, that, you know, it, it's hard for them to want to put themselves out there, um, for publicity and marketing, not knowing if the answer is going to be yes or no, because they already went through that when their agent was shopping their manuscript. And my life as a publicist has been a life of rejection. So I'm used to it, though. And I know, you know, it's not personal. It's, it's just the way the business is. Um, but, you know, I often tell authors, you know, there are two, there are two sides to this. They, you know, I see a lot of services who advertise, you know, these boot camps for authors. Okay. So some of them do like 30 days of, you know, publicity, teaching publicity to authors, and you'll be able to pitch your book. That's not how it works. Mm -mm. You know, I could do that. And sure, I could take people's money, but I'd feel bad about that because I would know that it wasn't going to work. Um, book review editors don't really like to hear directly from authors. Media doesn't like to hear directly from authors. So I don't know who they're teaching authors to pitch, but it's not as easy as here's a list of people to email at these places to pitch and here's a here's a pitch you can send them. The entire reason why I'm able to have my own business is because I have spent decades building relationships with media and I, it, I constantly work on that. I, I'm constantly evolving in my relationships with media because media is always evolving. So what you're paying for with someone like me is not only for my expertise, but it's for my relationships with people to use them. Um, and it's not so simple. I'm not, I'm not saying that no author should ever, you know, try to pitch their book anywhere, but there are places that are just, it's just not going to work. You know, they're just not going to pay attention to you. And they're just going to say, I don't even know what this is and delete it. So I'm not a fan of, of those boot camps. Um, 
I just, I would feel really bad about doing them. I also see services who, you know, advertise that they can get authors on the Today Show or Good Morning America, or you cannot guarantee that you can get anybody on any of those shows unless you're doing, uh, you know, pay to play, which means you're paying for their appearance on that show, kind of like an advertisement. There are different places that, you know, still operate in a pay to play manner. A lot of places do. People would be surprised how many places do that. So if, you know, there are instances where you'll see a product on a show, on a morning show, or, you know, or on a daytime talk show, that brand probably didn't do that for free. You know, it was probably paid, you know, and people have to remember that. Yep. Um, there is no guarantee in publicity. If someone tells you right. that they can guarantee coverage, they're lying to you. Yep. yep. And I cannot emphasize that enough. Yeah. And w- one of the things that I, I'm sensing, not sensing, I can see it's a theme in your writing on Substack and in, in your practice from what you're telling us today is that you... Old school is the way to go almost. It's like the re- like you, what you talked about, about the relationships with people, coming up with ideas to reach your audience, using creativity to come up with some of those ideas. Um, and then the relationships that it's almost like I hate to um, make an analogy with the interior design world, but it reminds me of that because with interior design, if you have a designer who's been in business for 25 years, they know the vendors, they know the people who mm-hmm. are on the cutting edge of what's coming out, what's new. And then yep. and when they pay when you pay them $150 or $200 an hour for just for their creative, people are like, Oh, my God, that's so much money. Well, no, you're paying for the years and years and years of experience and relationships that they've developed. And I agree with you, I feel like there's this new business that's emerged with the ability to self publish so easily. And um, it upsets me as well that I they're taking money from people, and it's not right. It's not, and um, I, you know, when I see that stuff, it just I roll my eyes. You know, I actually almost enrolled in one because I wanted to see what they taught authors, and I think I will. I won't say which one because I want to infiltrate, <laughs> but I want to see for myself, like, what are you teaching authors? Because if it's, you know, for two reasons, I want to know for myself, but also sometimes authors ask me, you know, my opinion on whether they should do something or not. And, yep. you know, I can, then I could say with certainty, you're not going to learn anything from this. Um, I just feel like it's a, you know, you can package something in a nice gift box and make it look really cool and something that somebody would want to open. And then once they open it, they could be really disappointed with the gift. Yep. Those are those services. Yep. You know, and I would hate to see authors spend money uh, on those things when that money could be used for other marketing activities. Right. I just don't think it's worth it. And, And there is no guarantee. But at the same time, when you have someone who is an expert and a specialist and not afraid to tell you the truth... That's where it makes the difference. And for a lot of authors, uh, when they first start to learn about book publicity and book promotion, they see a cornucopia of things that they could possibly do. And to have Mm -hmm. you as an expert 
kind of point them in the right direction and say, okay, first of all, you can't do everything. It's never going right. to happen, right? <laughs> never going to yeah. happen. But based on your book, based on the work that you've done identifying your audience, your message, you know, here's where you should be spending time. I think that type of instruction and consulting um, work would be invaluable to authors. Finding that it is, you know, um, I recently talked to an author who was dead set on, you know, he wanted his book in book clubs, like regular book clubs, not even celebrity book clubs or morning show book clubs. And I was like, if someone had a database of every book club in this country they'd be a very wealthy person mm -hmm. because every publisher would buy it from them. And there is no way to infiltrate book clubs. This is not how it works. They pick things organically. So you have to, you know, the thing that I told him was you have to work it from, you know, the most basic level, which is, yes, you know, we're, we're going to try to get reviews, but, and, but also podcast interviews. And then also though, you know, start locally, you know, start in your, start in your local independent bookstore, talk to them, make inroads with them. They will support you. And if they support you, they'll tell book clubs about you. Right. And, and so you have to, it's really, it's really on a, such a granular level and it is old school, but that's the thing. When, when you look at marketing, you look at all the fancy things that are done for marketing these days. You look at all the social media stuff that's done, influencers, what, you know, different brand promotions, this and that. At the end of the day, what you need to do is reach the consumer. How that happens depends on what you're trying to reach them with. So, and, and it also depends on how well you know your audience. And a lot of authors don't know their audience because I'll say, who is this book for? And they'll say for everyone. And I'll say, no, it's not for everyone. <laughs> who is this book really for? Yep. You know, who is your primary audience for this book? Because that's where you really have to start and focus on. Um, and then after that, you can kind of see how things are going. And again, it, it's a book. Publishing doesn't do focus groups or anything like that. So it truly is the book that's testing the market. And so... I, you know, I said to him, you know, it, it's all of these things. And yes, maybe a book club will pick it up, but you have to reach your readers first in a way. And, and the way to do that is on a really granular level, starting with the bookseller in your town, maybe, you know, starting with the library in your town and then, you know, kind of branching out from there. You never know what will happen from that. So, you know, and, and with social media, it's really difficult right now because the platforms are so fluid. Twitter's a mess. Um, you know, TikTok um, manipulates their algorithm. So while I, you know, while there is credibility to book talk selling books, they're mostly backlist books. Um, and that happens very organically though. I'm starting to feel like some of the book talks are staged. Um, and that's not a great feeling, but I do think it happens. You can't like you, you, you can't cry over every single book that you read. So I think a little bit of it is extra, <laughs> um, you know, to get views because that's what people do on there right. and people have to remember that, you right. know? Um, and then 
the other part of it is just, you know, again, with the long list of things a publisher can put in front of an author, look at all these TikTok, you know, book talk influencers who are going to do something on your book. And there's a list of 20 of them. And then I go look up every single one of them and I find that they have very low followings and their videos only get viewed maybe 200 times. What's that going to do? Nothing. And the content that they post is basically the book cover, the jacket copy. That's not selling a book, you know? And so it's social platforms aren't as important as they were, you know, when they first came out of the gate and then, you know, publishing was like, Ooh, you know, how many Instagram followers, how many Twitter followers we have to acquire this person. They have a big following. I don't think that's the case anymore. It shouldn't be the case anymore because it's not a guarantee. It never was. You know, I've worked on books where the author has hundreds of thousands of followers and nothing happened, you know, it, it hardly sold. So I, I think there is something to be said about taking a step back and rethinking marketing um, in a more traditional sense. Yes, that that's a, a great advice and a great place for us to end this episode. But Kathleen, I'd love to have you back. I mean, we there's so oh, much definitely. more to cover. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so you can reach Kathleen and read her Substack, Publishing Confidential, and it's at kathleenschmidt.substack.com. I'll have that information in the show notes. And also, you can find her on Instagram at kath, K-A-T-H-M, Schmidt. And also your website's going to be coming out soon. So people will be able to find you yes. there soon as well. And yes. also, oh, the um, email is publishingconfidential at gmail.com. Right. Thank you so much, Kathleen, for being with us. Thank you, Claudine. I had a great time. Awesome. <laughs> you have been listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold with Claudine Wolk. Thanks for listening. And remember to share and subscribe to my Substack, Get Your Book Seen and Sold at claudinewalk.substack.com. With paid subscriptions, some less than $5 a month, you will have access to all of my resource-filled posts and podcasts, plus a fill-in-the-blank book marketing plan that you can download. At the highest subscription level, you will also get a 30-minute consult with me. When you are ready to make some decisions about your book, subscribe today, and let's come up with a plan.